Welcome to the Between Brothers Podcast. We have the king himself, King Sean Gotti in the building. <laughs> What's going on, fellas? What's good, King Sean? We have the Chancellor himself, Chancellor Zero in the building. New snapback alert. No snapback alert. No snapback alert. <laughs> Let's get it. Nice hat. Nice hat. I mess with that hat. And of course, the Duke of Debonairness, Lando in the building. This is the Between Brothers podcast. Tune in every Wednesday. However, you listen to podcasts. So, as usual, King Sean, how was your week, my brother? A week. Long days of work, hot days of work. Got to stay hydrated. That's that's pretty much it. But like for my time, for for what I got, but I want to flip it on y'all real quick. I want to ask both of y'all because I only got about I guess about two good friends. Other than that, I got like just family that I really fuck with. But other than I consider y'all friends and family. So I want to ask y'all how y'all doing. And how y'all like how, how are y'all really doing? Not just on the surface level, like how y'all really doing. I'll go. I'll go. Your boy, your boy just enhances and debonairness every year. <laughs> <laughs> your boy is this. I mean, this debonair extraction day. For those who might listen to the last episode of the podcast, I don't have a birthday. I have a debonair extraction because a debonair brother isn't born. A debonair brother is extracted from a womb of debonairness. So get it right. And also, so, <laughs> so the Duchess is like, so she was like, uh, happy. She was like, babe, happy debonair extraction day. I said, you got it wrong. It's Mary debonair extraction day. She goes, why is it Mary? Nobody says Mary. I said, I, what do you say for Christmas? And she goes, Merry Christmas. I said, exactly. So if it's Merry Christmas, it's Merry Debonair Extraction Day. She's like, why? I was like, who was born on Christmas? And she was like, Jesus. And I said, the Debonair Brothers is the closest thing to Jesus on the planet. So you better get it right. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Man, it was great, man. She uh, she made a day really, really special and everything like that. Uh, she um, she uh, she took, so she bought me headphones that I'm wearing this week. Bose got the Bose headphones hey. on. Hey, I was in the studio in freestyles, getting bars hey. out. I ain't gonna get y'all nothing today, you know what I'm saying? Hey, it's all right. Y'all ain't ready for that, but yeah, you know, tell uh, us what's beats. <laughs> <laughs> oh man and um and then she uh what else i got i got no uh king charles said i got the fresh cut yesterday i actually got it on thursday got the haircut okay, 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 okay. my bar- my barber is elite man my but look dominican barbers in at least in at least in hampton roads top barbers better than black barbers than the white barbers and i've had my fair share I never had a white barber. I had my fair share of black barbers. Dominican guys have always cut my hair the best by far. It ain't even close. See, my, my, my barber is a DJ. 
my barber was a DJ, and he was like, yo, like, he was like, for real, for real, he said, he said, I, the reason why I cut good, he said, because I want all my boys, like, all my clients, like, to come to the clubs, and I be DJing that, just so I be like, yeah, hey, I cut that motherfucker. Like, I was like, up. yeah, I feel you. That's what's up. Yeah, so, um, I used to, I, I've had several black barbers, and none have done me the way that this particular guy has done me, but, um, but, and I'll talk about that in a future episode, uh, as far as how how when my black barber who I was paying a lot of good money to how we end up uh, his lack of professionalism kind of made me move towards a different direction happened to live right behind a barber shop that was a Dominican run barber shop and then I got my barber and it's been good ever since I don't see him as often as I should because I moved so far away but um but I, I make sure I get out and see um but uh yeah I went to the barber shop so we end up going out to this restaurant called Steinhilbers in uh, Virginia Beach. Really expensive, Ruth Chris type of restaurant. So she actually bought, brought the whole family, which I wasn't expecting. So she she paid a good amount of money for everybody to eat. And um, and uh, but they they messed. I ordered a a, a filet mignon. You know, what I'm saying the hood way of saying filet mignon. Filet. <laughs> so they so they messed it up they overcooked it three times so I was like look I'm just gonna eat it and so the lady the manager got so mad and she was like I can't believe this is happening I was like maybe their definition of medium is different from mine and you know she was like no like that's not medium so she gave me a hundred dollar gift card and took the thing off so the duchess ended up spending less than she expected but i was like i love the place so we'll go back it was just a one-time thing one time you know or three times screw up but i'm glad that um i can't even get her name i wish i could say her name but um she uh she was great they treated us well the waiter treated us well it was just the cooks were effing up that night for whatever reason apparently we weren't the only table they effed up either it was multiple tables but um but yeah, man, you know, went went to lunch. Dutch took me out to lunch. I went to Chili's. So I used to love Chili's and hate Applebee's. But the last time I went to Applebee's and the last time I went to Chili's, that that has now been reversed. Chili's is some straight garbage now. I've been to Chili's one time. It was okay. Like I gave yeah, it probably like a six and a half. And it was a it was a two point five. That was back in my whole days when I was making them for our trips. <laughs> so we um and she also bought me except for like a because i don't eat cake i stopped eating cake when my mom died um so a lot of people say like oh you don't like cake no it's not that i don't like cake is every time i had my mom would bake us a, a cake or would buy a cake i didn't like the cake i only liked the cake that she would make so when she passed away i just stopped eating cake because i never liked cake that she didn't make so so uh so a lot of people get that twisted sometimes but um so i'll eat cheesecake though my mom never made cheesecake but i'll eat cheesecake so the duchess got my favorite cheesecake from cheesecake factory the oreo dream cheesecake so she did that for me um she actually got the whole cake not just like a slice so i've had i've been eating cheesecake 1600 calories a slice for the last three days <laughs> but it's been a good weekend man so yeah how i'm doing oh never nails up <laughs> you know what i'm saying 
I'm doing well. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm better than last week, but <clears throat> yeah, um, that's everything has been looking up. So yeah, nothing really to uh, report. Um, but there was some shit at Lowe's that pissed me all the way off. So. Friday, we gotta do a water heater. So we gotta drive from ODU. <clears throat> we gotta drive from ODU to um, military, like Janif, to Loza Janif to get a water heater. So me and my me and my trainer, we get the water heater. We're walking up to the. Uh, Sorry, Zero, I'm sorry to cut you off, but most people don't know. ODU Janif and stuff like that so for the people who are listening could you elaborate a little more on ODU is old like, like how far of a how, it's, how far of a drive it's it a 30 is, minute drive what city it's in <clears throat> it's a 30 minute drive they're both in Norfolk but yeah it's 30 minutes from where we're at yeah from 51st Street where we're at to uh, Janif Shopping Center um, well, depending on traffic. <clears throat> so we um, so we get there, we get the water heater. And there's this, uh, let's just say an alphabet community guy. And we're walking up with the water heater. We're going to self-checkout. And this dude is dancing around in between all four of the uh, all four of the thing, all four of the uh, the registers. Like he was like like he was ripping the runway or something. So we walk up, and because it's expensive, of course, yeah, the water heater is like almost six hundred dollars. <throat> we go to pay for it, and dude says hey man you need a store um my trainer says hey you need a store log can you log can you log into the store so i can be able to make this purchase the dude is standing there like with this blank stare on his face like he don't know what his job is supposed to be and he looks at so i look at him my trainer looks at him I look at my trainer, I start laughing. And then he walks up and does this stuff. And I'm like, I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me right now. So this motherfucker really just, he was sitting there acting like he was on RuPaul's Drag Race, dancing around, doing all sorts of dumb shit. And then when it comes time to do your job, you got this blank stare on your face like you don't know what the fuck is going on. But he worked there? He worked there. So, I'm like, I'm so good. I was like, he's so lucky that I'm in uniform or that Lando isn't here. <laughs> Why I gotta be there? <laughs> I already know. Look, don't act like I don't know <laughs> that you would went off on dude for standing there looking at you like he did like he didn't understand what it is that you were asking for. Cause I felt that way. I was like if I wasn't in a uniform, I would have snapped completely off. It's like, yo, 
Like, why the fuck are you staring at me like that for? I need a store login. Can you do your fucking job? You had no problem dancing around like a jackass, but now when it's time for you to punch in a few uh, numbers and letters, now you don't know what. Now you want to stare at me like I'm doing, like I'm doing you a disservice. I'm not one of those people. And when we go out and I'm snapping, what's it called? My trainer says, "Lloyd, calm down. It's not that serious." I'm like, "Yo, like he really was doing this dumb shit before we walked up, and now all of a sudden he's clueless." It was like, I'm like, that pissed me all the way off. But I'm like, I'm in uniform. I'm on the clock. If I snap off on this, if I'm in regular clothes, I snap off on this dude. All they're going to be like is, sir, calm down. I snap off in uniform. I got a customer complaint. So it was like, I got to hold my tongue because this dude, because this dude is on some too long food type shit until it's time for him like and he's just dancing like literally i we're walking up i almost said yo what the fuck is this dude doing it was like and then we drove all the way over we drove all the way back to the house that we had to do the water heater in to open the box and see that the water heater is dented so now we got to take another 30 minute drive back to go replace it and thank goodness yeah they only had two left so thank goodness the second one wasn't dead enough that was like a almost thousand dollar job too so while you're in training do they pay do they split the commission or do you No, it's not until i get on the roads when i get the commission because i'm training i get hourly yeah but I, but everything was fine besides that besides going to that Lowe's because when we brought the stuff back it was like the lady that was doing the return stuff it seemed like she was so freaking pissed off that we came back to return something but then it was but then her uh, that her anger stemmed from the people yeah the people calling her name over the PA system and whenever she goes back whenever she went back to see what it is that they called her about they don't have it's like it's like they're playing around they ain't got an answer it's like y'all can't be that freaking dumb it's like oh damn i forgot dude <laughs> so her uh, her anger is <laughs> her anger is understandable because you you like you fucking with me right now um what's it called contestant number three for rupaul's drag race nah we we People get offended by it. It's like, look, if you saw what he was doing, you would have thought the same thing. It was like, what the fuck is he practicing for? Because like he's literally like, like waving his arms and rhythm and all that. It's like, there's no music playing. We're in lows. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing you hear is people complaining and carts rolling. There's nothing. There's no music for you to be, and you can't put on headphones either. So I don't know what you dancing to or who made you that happy. And it was like. Hey man, have a nice day. And all of a sudden, you felt like doing a spin a Rooney. It's like do that shit in the break room. Don't do that out here. And then act like you don't know how to do your job. And if you get snapped off on, it's like, oh, I, I didn't do anything wrong. It's like, yeah, you did. You were dancing like a jackass, and then all of a sudden, you mm -hmm. went mute. Silent Bob. I ain't trying to do this shit. It's like I don't want to be here just as much as you. You don't. Wait, freaking jackass. But yeah, I'm feeling good besides that shit. 
It's funny. Also, I went to um, this place called Ocean Breeze in Virginia Beach. And I saw, I see, it reminded me because uh, you talk about the alphabet community and uh, the chant LGBTQ. And um, so I was riding on the Lazy River. And so, you know, like this, this person comes out of the water, you know, dressed in a bikini. And I was like, I was like, I think that's a dude. Real skinny person. And so could have been flat chested because she was, you know, real skinny or dude. But she had a she 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 didn't have a um she didn't have a masculine she didn't have masculine features, but for some reason I just felt dude vibes though. Uh, and then and so as she's walking towards me. You know, the bikini thing had like one of them see-through drape things on the bottom. Yeah. And you just saw the bulge. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't mean it. That's funny as uh, I didn't see it. <laughs> but then, then, then there was this lady, right? There was this like Hispanic lady. And um and like we're me and the Duchess are in the water playing with Coco Puff. Coco Puff. So I think something happened to Coco Puff to where she did, where she started being scared of water for no reason. Like we don't, I don't know what the reason is. She used to always play in the water. This time she now says so she don't want to play anymore. I, it was it was like this today. I gave her a bath because I told her I said I don't know who did what to my Coco Puff, giving her a bath, but she's scared of water. Nobody give her a bath with me, so I'm the only person who can give her a bath. With. So she, uh, so, you know, today was the first time she took a bath in about two months and didn't cry. So we, um, you know, we go there. And so this lady, this lady with the yams, well, you, you know, she had very thick bottom half. I was like, I was like, okay, the lady with the thickness. And she's pushing the stroller. So she walks behind me. Like she walks, she walks and she like, goes behind me so i turn around to put coco puff in this like bouncy swing looking thing tell me why the lady yams just right there in my face i was like oh you wanted these eyes did you <laughs> i said let me give you some preview you got, oh you got them <laughs> get out of here say, my eyes don't give you preview oh, Oh, practice, oh. Oh, <laughs> I was like that. Now, now you know it's funny. I had a, I had a video, I had a video. So I'm singing butterflies, um, or Michael, uh, Jackson. Michael Jackson, and so you know I'm video taping the video of the Duchess's yams. And you know, I'm like, I just wanna touch you. I wanna, <laughs> I wanna squeeze you, girl. So you know, just being funny. So I put it on the stories. You know, no story has gotten as many views as the Duchess's games. I said, oh, these niggas been prowling for the game. <laughs> <laughs> they been wanting to get a peek, and now like, <laughs> I. I never had so many views on those yeah. I'm crying. <laughs> I'm only laughing because I was one of, I think I commented on that shit when you did that. <laughs> yeah, which you know, as as my brother, I didn't mind. 
It was just people who I ain't know was my Facebook friends. <laughs> you gotta know it. Ain't never looked at ain't never looked at a at a at a Rolls Royce they they like looking at DMs, ain't it? <laughs> oh snap. Look, if I put look, I put a video uh some of Coco Puff. 18, 18 views or something like that. The yeah, no, had like 197. I was like, I don't even have that many friends. <laughs> they they thought of sharing my story and circulating that shit. Oh man. I was like, yo, this is some wild boys out here, man. Some wild boys, man. But uh King Song, man, you good though? Are you good? Are you good? Yeah, I'm straight, man. Uh I ain't got no complaints. I'm just I'm just ready to grind, man, for a little bit. Get some money, stack up, mm. and get ready for the summer, bro. Get ready for oh, some man. more vacation. That's good. How often, how often did... did I? Right, so the Duchess, how her job works. Um, she's a nurse. She gets five hours of PTO time every paycheck. How does how does it work for y'all, like, as far as what you do uh, for the... All right, so the first year you work there, after the first year you work there, you get a year... After the second year, you get two years. I mean, I, I'm sorry. Let me Jesus. say that. Let me say that backwards. After the first year, you get a week vacation. Mm-hmm. After the second year, you get two weeks vacation. Mm-hmm. After five weeks, I mean, after five years, you get uh. No, it's not after five. It's after seven. I was a supervisor, so I skipped. It's after after seven years for hourly workers, they, they get the third week. But after five for supervisors, you get the third week. <laughs> um, after ten, you get four. After fifteen, you get five, and you max out at five weeks vacation. But you also get in your first year, you get two PH uh, personal holidays and two sick days. And then after two years, you get the full set of five uh, personal holidays and five PhDs. Ah. So initially, after 15 years, you get five weeks vacation, five uh, personal holidays, and five sick days. <clears throat> so that's a total of seven weeks. So you got, what, two more years left? Uh, I got, I've been at UPS for 10 years. So I got, what, no, 12 years. So yeah, three more years. Okay. Not even three years, yeah, two years, two years left for for. Because I'm in my, th- I just hit my third. What's today? No, May nineteenth is was my my thirteenth uh, year. What? Oh, you was also celebrating yeah. on the nineteenth, yeah. boy. <laughs> hey. Yeah, May nineteenth. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was my thirteenth year. Switch your job. It was like after a week, I get a year. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, they don't yeah. want me there, man. So hey, dude, I, I, I used buddy. to. I used to post. I, I, I wasn't really on Facebook, um, but I usually I used to post like, "Hey, um, you know, there's, there's, a, you know, I, I share, I share, I share a born day with uh, the Charlo twins, Kevin Garnett, Malcolm X." The great. And uh, I found there. So there's this boxer who's talking trash to Clarissa Shields, and I'm like, I'm like, yo, I don't like that she's talking trash to her. And it's a white woman. Look her up. She's born May 19th. And she's my height. And I'm like, so when they fight, I don't know who to root for. 
<laughs> I can't root against a twin, <laughs> but I also can't root for a white woman. I just, I'm so torn. I'm so torn. But she's a beast, though. I forget her. Uh, hey, look. I forget her. Saying, she is, she's a beast. Y'all the same height. With no, how much she weighs? My height. How much oh, she fi- she fight like 154, 160. I was about to say, she weighed like a man. I was about to say, if she, if she, if she, if she about to say, she, she feel like a man. That's a white man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, she fights at like 154 or 154, 160. I forget what weight it is, but yeah, she. Yeah, I, I saw, so, I saw Curse in her last fight. Yo, she was like, she wasn't slow. Nah, she, she, you know, she won two gold medals. Yeah. She's the only woman to win two gold medals and for America, anyways. She is. She a beast, man. Um, and then uh, today I went to the gun store. I saw the rifles in there. I saw the Call of Duty weapons in there. I said, well, you gonna yeah. get a musket? Nah, if they had those, I would get that too. Like <laughs> I'm gonna said, tell you something when you're purchasing guns, yo. Uh, <laughs> it is for, for both of y'all whenever y'all purchase guns. Don't go in there like looking for something. If that makes sense, like like treat it just like a car. Like don't go in there like don't hop in the first thing you see. Like oh that's what I want. Like get something that feels good in your hand, feels comfortable in your hand, and 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 that's what you want. Like you'll know which one is yours. Like when you feel it, and don't just feel the first one. Like oh that's what it's supposed to feel like. It might like get one and feel a couple of different ones. Pause. Yeah, that's that's what that's what the lady was telling us. <laughs> But I'm gonna start taking. I'm gonna start taking the boy. I'm gonna start taking Link to the range and stuff like that. Teach him how to handle himself. And uh, you know, and I said everybody got to take some kind of self defense as well. So all my kids got to take self defense. All my kids got to learn how to use a weapon. All of my kids, how can all my kids got to learn how to use close quarters combat? Like I said, we ain't, they ain't catching us lacking out here no more. You know, and it's the, like Mike, like the great American philosopher Michael Jackson once said, "I'm starting with the man in the mirror." Now, you know, for me, I learned how to box as, at a young age, so I know how to throw hands. But you know, Try I might, th- I, I might, I might do, ju- I might go ahead and get some jujitsu going. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know. I might get some Muay Thai going. You know what I'm saying? I was watching Tony Cha the other day. You know what I'm saying? I might start kneeing, kneeing dudes, you know? The only thing I would do is probably jujitsu. Just because, like, I don't, like, floor combat. Like, I would definitely want to learn how to do <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I, 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 it's, I, all I know is, regardless, it's a little, it's going to be expensive for this whole family, but you got to make it happen. Because, like I said, you, you look, look at that. The, the prices of them guns, especially them rifles. Woo. I'm going to get them. I wanted to buy like eight of them right there. I like, but the way my bank account set up, I got a check in the savings. <laughs> Wait, who doesn't have both? Like you're required. This is what you're required to have both. This is like, it's like you, you did. That ain't revolutionary. You already. <laughs> so you know, like it was funny. I was, I saw my my bank had charged me a maintenance fee the other day. I never had a maintenance fee. So I called them. I was like, why have a maintenance fee for my checking again or for my savings again? And they were like, oh, because you don't get direct deposit. You don't get direct deposit stock. So apparently, cause, you know, I I'm, I, I pay myself now. So I don't have a direct deposit. 
So now they're charging me. I'm like, I'm about to close this bank account. I've been Wells Fargo for like since 2006. They are the worst <laughs> bank ever. I just, I was, I, I wish I would have caught you before you said that. I was just about to say, you bank more Wells Fargo, don't you? <laughs> I had them. I've had them since since before my son was born. So, you know what I'm saying? It's not like yeah. I never had an issue with them. I should say I never had an issue with them. You got issues with everybody, but. Um, uh, Wells Fargo yeah. got the most call centers out of any bank I know, bro. Yo. That's how you know they're a trash ass bank. Yeah. But uh, I killed our future sponsors for Wells Fargo, didn't I? <laughs> hey, hey, all I know is with. Bones, though. We about to get that Bones sponsorship, boy. Know that. Let's get that Bones sponsorship, boy. <laughs> oh, man. But anyways, let's get into these topics, man. Um, Zero's favorite coach of all time and favorite college football team, Alabama. Nick I'm going to choke you with whatever cord I have in my hand when I see you. Don't ever allow me like that again. <laughs> Oh, so you you is you you gonna you gonna act like you wasn't out here talking about some old Saint Nick when they was winning national championships? No. I'm an Arizona State fan. Why the hell would I be talking about old Saint? No, that's you. You always be want to push stuff. You always want to push stuff on people that you be believing in. Look, roll tide, boy, roll tide. That was you were saying. You know, so you you gonna act like you wasn't wearing that. Roll Tide T-shirt. I don't have a Roll Tide T-shirt. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> um, <laughs> apparently, Nick don't like players getting paid. Uh, I don't like coming in second. Yeah, I mean that dude just started going off and started naming names. That dude he was, was like, kicking names. Bought, bought, bought every single one of their players. I'm like, bruh. Then he just threw out Dion. I'm like, what happened? Y'all was cool on the Affleck commercial. What happened? But uh, but yeah, it was just like, yo. So Nick Saban says some wild stuff. Jimbo Fisher snapped back at him. Uh, what y'all think about Say Nick, man? Man, Saban. Bitch ass, hoe ass, stupid ass man. Yo, he, look, all I know is that if he had the number one recruiting class, you wouldn't hear a damn thing out of his mouth. Like, let's be honest. It's like, you threw Dion under the bus, you using him as a pawn. It's like, <clears throat> like, um, I understand the SEC connection with uh, A&M, but it's like, you know, if uh, if this is what it's gonna be with the uh, NIL deals, guess what? You better it's like you better get your boosters to get on the job because clearly you gonna be finishing. Uh, that's that's who I think he was talking to. Was his boosters? I don't think that I don't think that that conversation was supposed to be recorded at all. Well, yeah, I don't think it was supposed to be recorded. I don't think it was supposed to be revealed. I think he was talking to the boosters basically because like. Alabama, a poor ass fucking state, yo. Everybody know that. Like, they ain't got no fucking money. Texas got all the fucking money. And Texas just showed that they got all the money by having a number one recruiting class with all the NILs. Like, but here's the thing. The reason why I think 
there's a um, there's a um, problem with uh, what's it called? The uh, hold on, because baby is coughing like crazy. Yeah, I think I think it's like I said. I think he talking to the boosters. I think he basically begging for them to go get in their pockets because he can't compete with these other schools. He basically tried to say that Dion was paying a, a billion dollars to a, a athlete who went to that school, which was a, a whole lie. Like that, that was that was totally false. Um, I'm just trying to find out why do y'all think or why did he think that Dion would have had to pay an athlete like his influence as a former NFL Hall of Famer would have had nothing to do with that. I, but I, and that's where I think the red come out in Nick right there. I think that's when the red come out because like, w- w- like, like you said, what is why? Why would he have to pay him? If if I'm a if I'm a DB and I'm the number one recruit in the world, why wouldn't I want to go to the goat, who most considered a goat? No, why would I want to like, yeah, yeah, he the greatest defensive. Cor- at least quarterback all the time, so it's just like, of course I would go there. Who else? Would, who better to learn from? Exactly. And it's and it was like it's either choose Dion or go to his alma mater. So it's like, look, I'm much like like you said, I'm much rather go to, much rather go to the greatest cover quarter of all time. And um, why and, you say uh, go yeah, to his alma mater? Because uh, Florida State was the only uh, was the other school, so he wouldn't even have got the kid. Nick Saban, he wouldn't even have got the kid. Yeah, his two his two oh. schools. Yeah, his two schools were Florida State and Jackson State. Another thing. So, you just come, think- so like I said, he complaining to complain. Now I can under now if he wanted to say something about buying players, like you said earlier, um, it's like Texas A&M bought their players. When I look at back um, a few years ago with the um, Ole Miss situation, it's like, yeah, that's kind of weird how Ole Miss, a team that's not known for, uh, who's not known for a rich history of winning, gets um, three three players that are ranked number one at their position to go to Ole Miss of all play, of all places. So it's like, if you want to throw that correlation in there, it's like. They got to be paying them in order for them to go there because there's there's no reason to have it's like go to a Alabama go to it's like go it's like go to especially a yeah Tunsil had Miami there they had a yeah Tunsil had Miami he had Florida State he had uh he had Georgia he had all these because he's from Florida he had all those schools <laughs> those top level schools and then you decide to go to Ole Miss who. Who isn't a, who isn't a national power and were, still weren't a national power when he played over there? What's his name? Laquan Treadwell. He's from Illinois. You mean to tell me Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State couldn't find a way to get you to go there? You decided to go to Ole Miss. It was like, of all places, the only person who made sense in that recruiting class was Kimbichi because his brother went to, was going to Ole Miss. But back to Saban. Saban, like I said, if Saban had the number one recruiting class, he wouldn't be saying anything. Right, and it didn't I, even I think, and it doesn't even start with him. Dabble Sweeney was the one who uh, opened up that yeah. can of worms anyway, because he was like, um, they need to regulate the NIL deals. 
because it's going to start do, going crazy. They, they do need to regulate. But so I don't. I, I don't think they need to regulate the NIL. I'm gonna come back to that. No, but I think I think another thing Nick Saban is pissed off about though is with these NIL deals, he's not going to be able to to recruit all these 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 players at the same position like how he had like the the Trent Richardsons the Mark Ingrams the the uh Derrick Henry's like all, all of these players on this in the same backfield red shirt before behind each other when all these players boom getting it get a, a NIL deal start on the team and you know what I'm saying and still get to the NFL draft like they're not gonna do that. They're not gonna redshirt a year, waste the season. And I think that he knows that. Like with the, with them doing the, that too. The, tr- the transfer portal hurts that too. You know. No, it, it, but but and but that's why the transfer portal benefits the students as well too. Yeah. No. no I'm saying. I'm saying. Like it's not. It's not even just about the the um, the nil let's, money. You know. Let's you don't be have real. To, College. Like now, you College. don't have to redshirt at all. A hundred percent. Now let's just be real. College sports is like the biggest, biggest microcosm of America, and probably the biggest prostitution in America. And it's like, like with these kids, and this has been for years. It has been for years exploiting these kids for these colleges. They get these billions of dollars, and they don't get nothing back. Oh, I'll give you a free, uh, a, a free, uh, what is it? Education. Yeah. And give them a scholarship, which a scholarship ain't even guaranteed. You could lose that scholarship at any time. Let's say from an injury, yeah. <laughs> not yeah. even from injury. Let's say they get a better recruit that they want. Yeah, like they can they can take away your scholarship. Yeah, like, yeah. If you lose your spot on the team. Yeah, let's 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 talk about the, the the college students that were at those those star athletes that were, that had promise in the league that that get injured in college and never become nothing. Like they don't never get nothing. They don't never like they have to go. They in nine out of the ten. Let's be honest. They they jock athletes that don't know shit. They ain't go to school for shit. They took the easiest classes. Mm. Like in, in college basketball, it's like it's like how many folks are how many folks are one and done and never. It's like they go to class for a semester and then they don't go back to school again. Um, let me let me ask this with the uh, with the um, the nil deals and all this other stuff. And what what all right, Texas got a lot of money. California got a lot of money. So, they, ain't that, um, they ain't got that Texas money though. No state tech, tax and that oil money. But they got tech money though. Tech money is way bigger right now. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like, like I'm saying like I'm not everybody's gonna go to a Texas school. Not everybody's gonna go to a California school. But all right, but what Outside of Texas, I feel like they go to Texas schools before they, gonna... they go to Alabama. Before they go to California, USC is just getting back on the map. Ain't nobody going to UCLA. But they got Link. They got Lincoln Riley and Chip Kelly. Those they just got him. That's what I said. They just got them. But how, all right, let's let's think about like certain like college 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 programs that had a, a a good a big name coach as far as um in college football. They don't take long to turn their teams around like yeah, when there wasn't reason. when there wasn't nil and transfer portal. like think about Pete carroll Pete carroll turned usc around in 20 minutes you know what i'm saying so that's what i'm saying now that you have all these advantages as a california school or as a texas school like how does an alabama um compete 
because even though Alabama, Alabama as a, is a football powerhouse, Alabama ain't got Texas money or California money. I mean, New York is not really a college place, but even New York. Because at the end of the day, they can still sell you with their chips. And at the end of the day, you still have to coach the players at the end of the day. But these these USC and Texas A&M and, and Texas got good coaches now. So who's coaching at Texas? I forget the guy's name. Uh, um, Big Mike. You know, Big Mike went to Texas. So he was telling me all about the coaching staff and stuff recently. Yeah, especially with Texas moving to the SEC. Texas and Oklahoma, especially yeah, Texas and Oklahoma moving to the SEC, there's a lot of money that's going to be generated from being in uh, the Texas Texas and Oklahoma and the uh, and um, the exposure going to the SEC as well. Not well, let, let me add, let me ask this because the NIL isn't just restricted to to football. We're talking oh, about football because it's the biggest sport. So, <laughs> does the same thing apply for basketball? Like, is the Dukes, North Carolinas, Kentuckys, they ain't got Texas and California, especially the thing, those but, states. But here's are but they going to be problem. able to compete? Now, the problem with uh, using the college basketball thing is the one-and-done situation. Nobody's going to stay in college for more than one year. Exactly. So signing an NIL deal, that, like maybe women's college basketball, but men's, there's too many players that are one-and-dones to even waste. Yeah, to, I think it's more still prestige when it comes to those, when it comes to college basketball teams because I can get the most exposure I can get the most exposure, and we can and um we can win games and get to the tournament. I don't need an NIL deal in order for me to do that because I'm all because if I'm if I play well enough to be a lottery prospect, there's no reason for me to have to do the NIL deal. That doesn't make sense because they still they still need money. Like, these kids still need need money, so whether they gain it for a year or four years, it don't matter. But they're already getting look look look. The NIL deals ain't doing nothing but getting them, giving them legal money. They already get money in the table regardless. That's what, that's what, that's my point. So like, well, from 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 a couple of college athletes I know, they 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 they, they like the stip the stimulus, the stipend and stuff that they get is actually good. It's actually good money, but it ain't what these dudes are talking about. Million dollar, oh, what's his name? Bryce Bryce Young had eight hundred thousand dollars in NIL money. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the, the before, like the year before. So it's just like, yo, if if I can make if I can make eight hundred thousand dollars before I go to the NBA, why not go to the NBA? And then like, like you know, let's say they're a, a Russell Westbrook type of player where they need two years in college, or a Damian Lillard type of player who needs two or three years in college. Like, you know, they that's that's what um, I'm but saying. I think like, that's what you sit down and talk to. You talk to them about. <laughs> Whenever you sign your letter of intent, like that's, I, I feel like that's when you make both of them deals, right there, letter of intent. You say how long you gonna be there, what your plan is, and y'all yeah. discuss that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's like that's what I'm saying. Te- te- the Texas schools and California schools, they're they're the ones with the with prob- they're probably gonna be the the boosters with the most money. So if if I'm in if I'm a college basketball player, regardless, because like the whole prestige thing. That that's all cool when they when there wasn't no money involved. At we've seen time and time again. Look look at the SMU situation. Like nobody went to SMU before then, 
they don't go there now as far as like top recruit athletes. They were going there when they got paid. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, uh, Arizona, when Arizona was doing the point shaving thing, the kid from Arizona was doing the point shaving thing, he was getting paid. You know what I'm saying? It's just like they they trying to make money at the end of the day. And like I said, the NBA, no matter how good you think you are, the NBA ain't guaranteed. But I can, I'm guaranteed to go to college. And when I go to college, I can get paid going to college. Hopefully, this level to playing field at the end of the day. Hopefully, some of these kids go back to some of these HBCUs, get some of these HBCUs some 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 exposure. How though? If they because HBCUs don't got got money like that. Yeah, nobody's putting anything into HBCU. Yeah, nobody's putting anything into the, the, the government barely called, put money into HBCUs. Yeah, it's like what's it called? Dion said this like Dion got a bar stool, got a bar stool sports deal. It's like and he st- and he even said that he's struggling he struggles to get uh his kids uh kids to get buses to go to games. And this is Dion we're talking about. Yeah. So it's like if Dion can't even generate the type of money with his name alone, I can, you ain't gonna expect that from HBCUs. Now folks are gonna <clears throat> now you got folks like um what's that that high school and Mikey Williams that's deciding to go to an HBCU. That doesn't necessarily mean that the money is just gonna start pouring in because you have yeah. gold yeah, there. I, I actually I actually think the money I think the NIL deals hurt the HBCUs more. Because like let's just be real. I don't know I don't know how many multimillionaires went to HBCUs and still support the HBCUs financially, but there's a lot there's a lot more there's a lot more boosters for Harvard and Texas AM and Texas and USC and UCLA than there are Jackson State and Grambling State. Yeah, and it's like you're not it's like you're, you're not folks ain't gonna put up <clears throat> that type of money for somewhere where they're not even putting the money yeah they're not gonna put money up for uh, a player coming in if they won't even put any money into their alma mater so the HBC thing it's not before before we start talking about that you know I was talking King Sean we were kind of discussing some of the other sports alright so if you're if you're a school I don't know what schools cause they're not televised as much but let's say I know I know the Southern schools are pretty big with that. I think Florida's a big school for baseball, right? Because baseball is one of the leagues that get on TV and generate some money. Do you pay a kid from the Dominican Republic to come? Because because baseball, you can go straight when you turn eighteen, you can go straight into the minor leagues, but they get paid pennies. Or you can go. I think if you go to college, you have to go for two years. So do you pay a kid from the DR? Or from what, what other countries are really big with baseball? Puerto Rico, Cuba, to come to your school for two years and pay him more than minor league money, so that way you can start your school can start generating baseball money. But or is it just like because baseball doesn't have a lot of TV deals, you just kind of let it ride how it always is? Just let it ride, in my opinion. Just let it ride because it's like because you're still taking. Because I think even with baseball, you're still taking a big risk because you'll have you'll have players from the DR, you'll have folks from the DR come over to um, to America to play baseball, and they might not even they might never make it to the uh, majors. 
you're, but that's, you're, that's the same thing with all these sports, though. It's like, and if he, and if he make, if he makes it, it's. There's something about a black man with, with hundreds of thousands to a million dollars and a different race is <laughs> with a hundred thousand to a million dollars. Say that one more time. Forgive me if I'm wording this wrong, but I said it's a difference between a young black man with a, a hundred thousand to a million dollars and a different race with with a hundred thousand to a million dollars. Why that you say sense. that? Why you say that? Because I, I I truly feel like that like that's part of the that's part of of, of the power game with with white America. Like you can't like you don't give a black man a million dollars. You don't give him a hundred thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't give him money. Like I feel like that's that's one of their fears is to see a black man with money or with more money than it. Gotcha. That's just one of my thoughts. I'm not saying it's a fact. Just one of my thoughts. No, yeah, of course, of course. We don't speak facts on this podcast. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, and I'm not even gonna object to that. It's just um. You know, I, I'm just curious how, you know, now that, you know, this NIL thing has been going on for like a year and a half, two years now. But now it's on the forefront because Nick Saban complained about it because he's he complains about everything that doesn't go his way. Exactly. You know, just like he... But, he's, he, but the thing, the thing about it is every, everything, he, exactly, and he, and he uses it. The fucking in it, the the college football playoffs, and he fucking still they used they made that just to keep him out of the fucking playoffs, and he still gets in the playoffs and gets to the fucking championship. Alabama could lose four games next year, and they'll still find a way to get into the. Bruh. I don't even say how they <laughs> made the, like like I, and like when they dropped them, take it like they had From them ranked number four, five or five, like after taking a bad loss like that. Come on now, come on. Now. Yo, no, maybe transfer what's called, the NCAA be funny too because um, they'll have they'll have a team like an Alabama, and they'll take a bad loss. <clears throat> they'll take a bad loss, and then they'll play other SEC opponents, and all of a sudden they have SEC teams with four or five losses that somehow are top twenty-five teams at the end of the year. Yes. Just like, this is their schedule. It's like yo. Like for real, y'all doing everything to try to get Alabama into the, into the dance, huh? Yeah, it's like you got all this stuff your way, but then when you get the number two recruiting class, all of a sudden this NIL thing is completely out of control. It's such a stupid ass up. Like it's all it's out of control because you didn't get what you wanted. It's like we already know this about Nick Saban anyway. It's like oh well, I don't want the Miami job. He goes he goes to. Uh, he goes to uh, the Miami Dolphins. I don't understand why you're saying that I'm going to take the Alabama job. He takes the Alabama job. It's like that dude is like shit won't go in his way. In Miami, he he ran off. Now shit is like shit ain't going his way in Alabama with recruit. You got the number two recruiting class. You have like yeah, like 13 starters coming back from last year's team. What the fuck are you complaining about with freshmen? It's, like how you it, keep, it's how you keep the team strong, though. You know, you can't, you can't, ha- you can't drop off in recruiting and expect your team to still be a dominant team. But he did, but that a a one rank drop off. You got, you got two less five star recruits, and you bitching. That, next year you could be, that, next year that, you can that, have the rest that, of five star recruits because they want to come to Alabama. 
What's the point of having a, the strongest recruiting class if they ain't getting the field though too? Exactly. Look at look at Ole Miss. We, we we've talked we've talked about this before on the podcast. It's about it's also about developing. So it's just like if you're developing team, uh, if you're developing guys who are going to play in a year or two, and you have that 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 you have that pipeline, or you might have freshmen that start immediately as well. So if you have you have a consistent pipeline of great talent, you don't have to worry about what everybody else get. If you start but to drop thing, off, if your pipeline start to drop off, then if your pipeline start to drop off, you're gonna start sucking. But that's the but that's the problem. You you drop down one. It's not like you went from the number one recruiting class last year to the number twenty five. It's like people are still gonna want to come to Alabama. For how long though? You for see, how, like, y'all, y'all, for you're, however you're making, long they keep you're winning. This, you're making you're making it, and and if they don't keep that pipeline up, they're not gonna keep winning. This, this is I mean also real junk. It's basic business. Like it's basic business. You can't you can't you can't not like like when you when you like for example, um like when there's competition, when there's great minds uh, in in a different let's we're just take this away from sports. It is great minds going to your competitor, no matter how often you 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 uh you've been winning. When the great minds start going to your competitors, your your brand starts to fall off. When 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 the when the uh like that's what I say at the end of the day it's still about coaching though like and and granted like you said I mean but the there's other, also the it's, it's teams, mostly like, about talent in college it it, it is it, it it is but at the same time it's about coaching too when when Nick Saban has the best coaches on his staff <laughs> but to, Nick Saban also has to re like like recruit coaches as well every year because his assistants are always getting um hired other places so he, he's he's constant he's constantly having to fill that all it is is just a revolving door of his, his of his, the same coaches in and out that's all it is people will just go back to him to, to win championships to get revitalized mm-hmm. to go back to get to be a head coach and go to the nfl go to just go back to be a coordinator like it's a, it's, it's a revolving door yeah, and that, that's what i'm saying so it's just like i said if you like for example there was a time where you couldn't put apple and samsung in the same conversation now they're always in the same conversation because people that apple used to hire are starting to go to samsung you see what I'm saying? So you can't, you can't, or, or, and there was, there was a time where um, Toyota was the only game in town. And then Honda, Honda worked for Toyota. The person who started Honda worked for Toyota. Then he started recruiting Toyota people. Now Honda's a bigger brand than Toyota. At the end of the day, guess what? And even the playing field, because all these teams and all I'm sorry, I'm all these players can stay where the hell they at. Because let's be real, ain't nobody coming from Alabama. Most of these players is coming from the Californias, the Floridas, the Texas, the Mississippi. That's my point. At the end of the day, so that's why he mad. mad. That's why he's mad. Nick, be mad. Nick. Yeah, and like I said, I don't don't care that he's mad. I I hope, I hope, I'm glad that that he is a blame for him. But to say that, oh, he shouldn't be mad because they took took one step back. Like, how many times in in our own lives 
have we thought that we were taking one step back and we stayed a step back for months or years? You see what I'm saying? So we can't, if somebody who, somebody who's paid to win and win in every aspect, he's going to take that serious. We can't just make, oh, it's just one, it's just one thing. And when you're competitive, when you execute at a high level, it ain't just one thing. Just better get better. That's all I'm saying, Nicholas. Yeah, and and at the end, of, and that's why you know, and that's why you know, you got he, he like you said, he's he's. I think I I agree with you, King Sean. He's applying pressure to the Alabama boosters. I agree Find with some you. money somewhere. Exactly, I agree with that. The only thing is, shoot, like you said, that oil money. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah. I'll tell ya. Look, with gas prices, ain't shit in Alabama, with gas, boy. With gas prices in there. Ain't shit in Alabama, boy. You go to Alabama, you go in there just to play football, but ain't shit in Alabama. Facts. Facts. I've been to Alabama. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, damn thing in Alabama. So, I get it. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, uh, but, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a good... It's it's a good thing for the for the young black athletes that get to provide for their families because, like you said, it was pri- they, these college athletes were getting pimped. They were you you want to know something Jay Billis had said? He said that college athletes. He said he said that the college athletes they go, they're the only ones who are restricted from making money. They're the only ones. He was like, he said, the, the scholarship thing is nonsense. He said, because there's people on full ride academic scholarships that still can get a job and work. Now, of course, they ain't making what they make it in NIL money, but they can still provide financially for themselves that college athletes can't. Mm-hmm. And he was like, that's just not fair. They're like, you, they're, they've, been, they've been being pimped for years. For for centuries, for decades, a microcosm of America. So um, I'm glad I'm glad that the nil thing is happening, and um, parody parody. Nobody cares about parody, and also the SEC, like like these like these colleges, not necessarily SEC, but like the 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 Texases of the world, the USC's of the world. Name another name another um, the Georgias of the world because they got a lot of money. Don't name my 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 my. College first, Texas. Don't do that. Put the rest of them oh, out there first. Oh, you 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 a Texas fan? I didn't know. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying, like those. If they can, if they can put money, their money with their mouths are, it's better for college football. If you have a Texas, if you have a USC, if you have a Georgia, if you have a Florida, like like places where it's not as rural, like freaking what what Tuscaloosa is, where the whole nation gets involved and gets invested. Not yeah. just, not just like South how it used to be, yeah, like how it used to be. America. So you know, hopefully, a New York college can. Uh, <laughs> I can root for a New York college. Do I know a New York college off the top of my head? No, Syracuse, maybe. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> That's about it. But um, but yeah, but like I said, you know. Nick Saban, he's pissed off. He took a step back, but we can't, we can't, we can't. The dude, the dudes won hot, what seven national championships. He's been in the top recruiting class, I think eight out of the last ten years, something like that. You know, and the what, what one of the two times 
that he didn't do. I think the the only two times, or the only time outside of this year that he wasn't number one in the last decade or so was um was when they were doing the Ole Miss thing and he was like Ole Miss is paying players. Then it found out Ole Miss was paying players. So it's just like. Hey, is you know, and he he announced that, but he was yeah, pissed off had, about that, and then you know, because yeah, I saw that document. Oh, snitching ass me. But Nick Saban's known for something called gray shirt. So what he would do is get like recruit like three, four star nice athletes, boy. and make them go to like Troy University, uh, Alabama A and P, or something like that. And have them play there and if they yeah and if they played well they would just transfer to the school and if they didn't play well they would pretty much have to pay their way through college or hope that this 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 minor league school end up giving them a uh uh what's it called <coughs> so like nick saban's a piece of crap too you want to come and recruit him you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, but no deals. I don't think it should be no limit on the nil deals. No limit at all. Max that shit out. If I bring, if I, if you gonna do anything, I say no more, no less than eighty percent. They should get no less than eighty percent of what I bring to this motherfucker. I think, I think that I'm, I want, I th- when I say limit, I'm curious as to like what when, when I'm saying limit, I'm wondering like, all right. Can you tr- can you think of is a freshman who may or may not play gonna bring that much money to your program or bring that much success to your program so you can make your money back? That's what I'm curious about because yeah, I don't know how boosters wait. No, I don't, even if he does start, like, is he gonna make that much <coughs> of an impact? He has to. How be. many how many how many freshmen are making impacts like that in college football? Uh, like, I, I feel like it's. It's a lot of people that like that are like tuned into that type of shit to to where they like they they know who to root for because like it's, it'd be people like that walk up to me at work that be telling me about certain players that I don't fucking know and I'm like Brad like I never heard of that dude oh he was a, a number one recruit in this or a number like and I'm like oh, okay like, so I feel like it's it's a it's people with that lane mm. for that for that matter so I mean teach his own but. Uh, Like I said, I don't, I don't think it need to be no, no, no cap on that like that. I don't know salary cap for that matter. Yeah, that, no, I don't. I don't I, um, they say, I heard this from the great American philosopher Jalen Rose. He said, now nah, I don't think he, I don't know where he got it from, but he said that um, you don't get, you don't get paid what you're worth. You get the, you get paid what you have the leverage to negotiate. So like as long as these young athletes that so when I say limit, I don't I don't want it to be a cap on it, um because like a guy like a Reggie Bush who, or Vince Young who was bringing so much attention and revenue to college football like those guys deserve NFL type of deals. It's just more so like is it gonna end up being a situation where you remember like when the NFL when they were giving dudes fifty million dollar deals as rookies. Like I wonder if it's gonna turn into that, to where. So I feel like it should be like like a like a rookie wage scale type of thing. I feel like it should be like basically. Like, in college. Yeah. I, I feel like 
I don't feel like it should be a rookie wage thing. I feel like, like I, I don't say it. I'm not saying there is. I'm saying is it gonna turn into? Nah, uh, like I said, it. it <sighs> I don't know how the hell it's gonna be, but what I feel like it should be is like I said, no less than eighty percent should go to the player. If you got a number one recruit, then boom, that number one, however many number one recruits is however many NIL deals you get, boom. But say like that's that 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 player is like a, 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 a going to the draft after the first year, he goes to the draft. If you got a player returning, but he was like having like some great ass stats last year, he might turn into like yeah, he was number one All American or something like that. And you want to offer him an NIL deal for that team. You offer him an NIL for that team, but it's a possibility that he's going to the NFL next year. So boom, you offer him a one-year contract instead of a two-year contract or something like that. Like, let me, let me <clears throat> ask you this because when it comes to that, um, there is a such thing as transfer portal, right? So, mm-hmm. are you obligated to stay at a school if you take the NIL deal? So, for example, let's say let's say. King Sean, wide receiver out of uh, Maryland. Um, you know, your senior, your senior, your senior year, you had 112 catches for 1867 yards, 19 touchdowns. You're the number one wide receiver in, in the nation, and you, you, um, you, you go to whoever giving you the best, the best deal. Let's say Ohio State gave you the best deal. Ohio State pays you is gonna do whatever boosters in the collection because I don't think it's just one. Booster. I, I don't know. You said I had those stats in, in high school. Yes, those are your high okay. school. That's your right. senior, those are your senior year stats. All right, all right, those good stats, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, damn. I mean, if it's high school, that's not that's not um. No, that was a good. I, look, sometimes I look at rivals.com. Those are some, those are great stats for high school too. But uh, no, I'm man. saying that's not. It's like that's not out of the realm of uh, realm, Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Of, it's like you got running backs that'll run for four thousand yards in the season. But that's not that's a fact. That's a fact. But um, so in Ohio State says, hey, we're gonna give you a, we're gonna give you multiple these collection of deals adds up to a million dollars a year, but you have to go to you have to stay here for all four years so all right so let, let's just let, I'm, I'm not saying that i'm just giving you this scenario so but if you if you forego your your senior year and go to the nfl you got to pay us the money back what you doing i'm not taking a deal you ain't never gonna see a nigga say no like i'm gonna say no i'm not taking a deal why not because I can play one year here without no, and you don't even have to, you don't even have to put, you don't even have to have my my likeness and nothing on none of your commercials and nothing like that. You know, I don't have that New Jersey sales. I can just ball out and bet on myself and then go get up for the draft next year after being a true freshman. Well, two years, two years. You gotta be, you gotta be oh, yeah, two years. If it was basketball, you could, you could yeah. be after freshman. Okay, yeah, because you know I don't know how these things are structured. Like, is a every year thing like like how the college, like how the scholarships are? Is it hey you got to be here for three years or two seasons at least? And you know let let's say let's say they give you a deal, but you don't play right away. So it's just like yo, I ain't trying to. And they, now then all of a sudden they then, then all of a sudden the next year they they recruit zero out of uh, 
out of Georgia, out of Atlanta, Georgia, who had 134 uh, catches for 2,800 yards and 16 touchdowns. And they're like, yo, this dude is, you know, a little more twitchy or whatever. It might whatever the skill set might be different. And it's like, I we're going to bring him. I'll tell you what I would do. What's that? Like I said, I bet on myself that first year. I come back to look, hey, look, come back to me with another with another NIL deal, two year deal. I stay here the whole two years. Uh, come yeah, out, yeah, yeah. Come out at the okay. and come out at the three year, my junior year. That makes sense. That makes sense. That's a good. That's a good business move. Like, give me had that, baby. Double up. Bad <laughs> 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 games. <laughs> It's like, yo, you wanted me, like, you wanted me to take the NIL deal, double up. This is up, man. He's like, you don't give me this, you don't give me this deal. You get no rice, you get no champagne, you get no beer, you get nothing. You, you don't get, get no, my catches, you don't get my yak. You, you, don't get, you get no picks, you don't get no yak. I say, you, you don't get no, get tackles, no catches, no like, jerseys, no nothing. No nothing. You don't get the ring. You get nothing. Nothing. You don't get no no Heisman, no nothing. Say you get no Heisman, you get no Belitnikov, you get nothing. No All American, no nothing. Man. Do you think the deals will be incentivized if you win those awards? Again? Do you think deals are incentivized to get those awards? Like yo, Heisman get your extra two hundred stacks? Nah, nah, nah. I don't. nah they just nah. I feel it's like just, that would fuck up the game. <clears throat> what's it called? NIL deals is basically legal bag men. We're gonna give you this for you to come here. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all it is. Cause like now we ain't got to do this under the table, right? We ain't got to meet at a McDonald's parking lot and give you eleven thousand dollars in a bag. Yeah, I don't. He's <laughs> like, I give you an NIL deal to StockX, and you can get all the money you want, nigga. It's crazy. I feel like the Heisman is probably like the most probably laughable award after the, in the NBA MVP. Yeah. Well, can you say that about any award, though? I mean, just, if, if, if I'm just, I mean, I'm not saying they are not bad. I'm just saying if I'm breaking the two worses, then definitely basketball number one. Because <laughs> yeah, with the Heisman, they think it's just going to be automatic success going to the NFL. It's like, dog, there's folks that won the Heisman that didn't even last three years. <laughs> what was it? Didn't Eric Crouch win the Heisman? Yeah. Troy Smith won the Heisman. Yeah. It's like, um, like, did Rashawn Salam win the Heisman? No. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Um, got more right. bust on Heisman winners than anything else. Um, all right. So there was a, I was listening. I was listening to the podcast, and um, and they were talking about like manhood and everything like that. And and I was like, you know what? And I, it made me think of Kevin Samuels because uh, rest in peace, Kevin Samuels. But Kevin Samuels had uh, was you know pretty much trying to give people advice or the harsh reality of what their lives really look like. Like they should probably not necessarily aim lower, but um be more realistic in their approach. So 
um, the the idea the the idea that there's a lot of women who want a complete like the complete package. So, for example, you know, if you're drafting in the NFL, right? Do you draft the most pro-ready guy, or do you draft the guy who's not necessarily as pro-ready but has a lot of upside? And so when it comes to women, are they doing that? But on the podcast, um, he, he was talking about his wife. And he said, he said, you know, my wife, like, she wouldn't really do a whole lot um, for me, like, be submissive, be, you know, as like, you know, the way that the Bible says a wife should be to her husband. And he said, he said, you know, the Bible says this, like, you know, a wife should submit to submit, a woman should submit to a man. And she said, no, the yes, the Bible said to submit to a man, not a male. And I was like, wow. So, you know, apparently, you know, there was some things in the beginning of the relationship. He wasn't handling his business. And so she's like, yo, you're, you're not a man yet. You're just a male. So, and I'm wondering, I'm wondering when it comes to the women in today in today's society, they're looking for what they deem as a man, as somebody who's being having everything all together, which isn't true even biblically. You know, a man, a man is on his way to having it together, and then he gets a wife. And he has it together when he gets his wife. And I wonder if a lot of women are missing that aspect of it. And why I say I was thinking about Kevin Samuels is because uh, y'all know the rapper Toby. Who, uh, I can't I can't say his last name. African guy. Um, Try Jesus. Yeah. So he um, his wife was on the podcast, and she mentioned and she she was like you know she was with him when he was you know dead broke but she saw that he was pushing for this vision and for this dream and she supported him in every way she could and you know of course now he's a multi-millionaire he's doing extremely well he has a lot of success Beyonce over here shining him out all kinds of stuff so he has a lot of success and um, she was talking about you know, kind of helping him build up and be that the man that he was destined to be and so she was just like you know I just supported him and it made me think of Kevin Samuels, where he was, he would pretty much tell women, a lot of women, like, if if a man has everything you, he, you think he should have, house, car, money, all these things, then you as a woman should be a, have all these things. And you know, of course, the Duchess was like, "Well, maybe if he said it like that." But I'm like, people don't people don't receive things. I I don't believe in it. it's not what you say; it's how you say it. I do. I believe in is what you say. Now, that's that's just me. I receive things differently. But there's a lot of times when you tell somebody 
something that is good for them. If you say it nicely or if you say it harshly, they don't receive it either way you say it. They just receive, they they just see, you know, that they consider it haters or whatever, you hating or whatever, when there's really nothing to hate on because you ain't got nothing going on. But especially if it's a criticism of the person that you're speaking yeah, to. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm talking that I'm mainly talking about criticism because that we're talking about Kevin Samuels. But like so Kevin Samuels pretty was like, hey, you you know, that means you need to be attractive, you have your hair, nails, feet done, be in shape, be able to cook, be able to clean. If you want a man who has all these things, then you as a woman should have all these things if you're gonna come together. And there's a lot of people who want all that, but don't want to do the other things. Uh, as far as, you know, let's say, like I said, let, let's just say a, a dude. A dude wants the baddest chick and this, that, and the other, but he don't want to make those things as far as what a man is supposed to be. And that's a protector and a provider. He can't protect or provide for nothing. So it's just like, We talked about gender roles, and I said gender roles are a myth. And it sounds like women on social media only care about gender roles when it's not about them. But what is the role of a man? Like, like whether it's a gender role, you want to call it gender role or not, like what is it as a man that we should do to make, to, to, to um to have people follow us like you know what I'm saying like there's like a man is a man does a man have to lead and also how does that leadership look like because there's people who lead from the front there's some there's people who lead from the back so how how is it that what are maybe two or three things that we that maybe maybe some of our female listeners, maybe some of our male listeners who might be on the younger side may ha- have to strive for to look like a real man. Not a male, because a male is just somebody with a penis between his legs and, and scrotum and testicles. There's, been, there's a lot of dudes out here that ain't real men. So I guess that's, I said all that to say, what are some of the things that y'all may believe or what does a man look like to you what is a man doing for you to be like yo that's a real man um in your eyes for me like you said protect provide uh what else can i say Uh, handle this business Uh, i can say the number one thing I was taught as a man is that only thing that you have is your word that you stand on that. So a man that honors his word is something that I respect. And uh, somebody that's basically going to do it, how they say they're going to do If you're going to lead, lead by example, or you can be a vocal leader. Like I'm more of a, like I'm more, I'm, I'm more of both. Like I can say, like, I, I like to, I like to lead from the back sometimes, but like it's when I'm more so leading from the back and just to I guess find out who I'm leading if that makes sense if it's a random crowd that I'm leading 
if it's not a random crowd that I'm leading, then at that point, then I'm gonna be as vocal as I can be. Like, yo, like, this is what we're gonna do, boom, 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 boom. Before I'm gonna try to figure out everybody's strengths, if that makes sense. So I'm gonna kind of see what everybody doing and scan that, scan the, the area. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, just like I said, somebody handle their business, be a man of your word, um, protect, provide. Um, Just be a guy, man. Do do guy shit. At the end of the day. Mm. Yeah, I agree with uh, everything Sean said. Honestly. All right, so let me let me ask this. Let me ask this because you said you said handle your business. What? When you say handle your business, what do you what do you elaborate on that? Like, what is what does handling your business look like? Like the everyday necessities, as far as like your hygiene, like uh, like shit that you know you're supposed to do and be disciplined about, like uh, working, whether it be that, um, uh, like just taking care of the the little things, if that makes sense. Like just taking care of business, the little things. So- so you know there's there's like a there's an aspect that i'm curious about when it comes to manhood and of course we're we're all you know figuring this out every day you know there's no there's no blueprint to it you know what i'm saying like no matter what there's we're gonna make mistakes we're gonna have success we're gonna have peaks we're gonna have valleys we're gonna come up short sometimes we're gonna you know and um i remember the duchess because the duchess was a single mother or two and she was just like she was just like one of the hard things for her was to give me the reins and um as as the man because she was like she's always done everything herself you know father of her children wasn't really an active father she always had to do everything herself and she didn't if there was something she couldn't handle her parents would help her with it or whatever and she was just like, one of the things that she did, or one of the things that I did that made her feel comfortable about it was, I would just I would just take responsibility for everything. Like, whether it, even though it wasn't my responsibility when it come, came to some of her stuff, I would take responsibility for it. Like, okay, like, no, like, I'm, I'm gonna take that from you. Because, because for whatever reason, I never, I never thought about it. It was second nature, you know, when it came to me. It wasn't, I didn't even notice I did it until she said it. And, you know, we've been together years now, you know what I'm saying? So, so it's just like, I is like when a girl asks, um, when a girl says, you know, her phone bill is, 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 is due. Do you, as a man, do you just, especially that's your girl that you're courting or your actual girlfriend, um, do you just, do? are you scared of being taken advantage of? Take that responsibility, even though she might be talking to two or three other dudes that she's giving the same story to? Nah, if it's a, <clears throat> if it's a little, like, and it's just being real, like, it's not, 
this is our safe space. When I was out here, thought, when I was out here, thought boxing again. Like I'm not no dude that lies to like my hoes. Like I, I was never a dude that lies to my hoes. Like I'm gonna tell them what it is. I'm gonna tell them I got different hoes. And if you fucking with somebody else, you tell me you fucking with somebody else too. Like I'm gonna just be, like just keep it a buckle. So like if any female ever came to me or some shit like that, like oh if they needed oh a hundred dollars for their phone bill. If I know I'm not the first, the only person you fucking with, don't come to me with no. You need the whole hundred. You better come. You better come to me with twenty five. You better come to that nigga with twenty five. You better come to that Like dead ass though. Like I'm just being real. Like that's and I and, and I will tell them the same shit. Like straight up. If it's my girl, like my like how I have my girl now, like I, that's no problem. Like that's not like I'm. I'm the type of dude just because like. <clears throat> What if they're not honest with you? Who's not honest with me? Like the the hoes or my girl? Yeah, like what if the what hoes? if she te- what if she's telling you she ain't messing with nobody else and she need a hundred dollars for her phone bill? Do you get a hundred dollars or do you be like, yo, man, I ain't got it? I ain't got it. <laughs> okay, I'm just getting. I'm just. I ain't got curious. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I ain't got it. The max, the max I used to give any any female that I had was fifty. That's and that's just being real. I'm not giving you no more than fifty. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm not giving oh. you more than fifty because nine out of ten, all I'm doing is spending twenty to thirty minutes with you, mm. and I can do that for free in mm. five minutes. <laughs> 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 Man. But I mean, you know, that's 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 real. That's real, you know. And that that's why I'm like curious because, like, like, all right, you know, when it comes to the 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 the, the pro ready, you know what I'm saying? I got he got the arm, you know. We're just let's just put it at quarterbacks. You know, he got the arm, he got the athleticism, he got the size. He has experience. He's played a pro style offense. Like everything is good for him. And he gets drafted to a team, you know, like a Peyton Manning. And Peyton Manning, you know, was very successful. And it's just like, all right, if you trying to draft Peyton Manning, you know, what is Peyton? What what do I what do I need from you? Like as a Peyton Manning type of player, like you know, what I'm saying, what what talent are you gonna surround me with? And it's you know, same thing. Like what what do you bring to the table? conversation of course like i said real i don't believe real men ask that kind of, ask that question but it's just like i right, like you know there's dudes that like big girls don't get me wrong um i you know so it's just like all right if i'm if i'm in shape i'm tall dark handsome make six figures you know no kids uh handle my business this and the other and you out here with you know two kids from two two different men you're a little overweight you don't take care of yourself hygienically as far as nails hair and all this other stuff is you know what 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 value is there when it comes to oh i want a high value man or what kevin samuels called a high value man what what value is there like what the only thing i see you doing is taking away from me. So why would I commit to you? You know, cause all you're doing is taking like, you know, I like um like the smoking out the window song. You know what I'm saying? Like, um uh this chick got me 
paying her rent, paying uh, paying for tips, trips, diamonds on her neck, diamonds on her wrist, and she was for the streets. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, how do you how do, how does a how does a man, and also how does a man not like try to go for those things without feeling like he's gonna hook up with a gold digger? Most dudes who concern themselves, most dudes who I've seen concern themselves with hooking up with a gold digger usually don't got money. But um, but it's just like, how do they how do they navigate through that that portion of their life? Like, look, I'm trying to build something. I'm trying to build up myself, and then truly feel like you as a man know that that shit, yo. Like, and I'm just being real, like like being a, again. Being a man that used to be out here playing and tricking, because I done done it. I feel like you know that you. I feel like you know the, the the bitches that you that you gonna trick on. Like if that makes sense. Like you know it. Like you know it. Like you know the ones that's there. Like just for the money, and you know the ones that's there. Like just like like for you. Like. Like uh, you know the difference, and I ain't gonna say or say like I used to trick on, but just like I said, I ain't spending no more than fifty dollars. So they trick. <laughs> yeah, but like that is though, like like you know the hoes like that you gonna you gonna spend that money on. So like I feel like you, as a man, you know you know, mm-hmm. and that's why I say like I used to I used to look for like like when they say like you can't turn a hoe into a house like that like that shit is for real, bro. Like, like, and a hoe could be in different forms of fashion, just like a nigga could be up with different forms of fashion. And that's just real too. Like, like it could be a gold digger. It could be a bitch that's out here just fucking and sucking anything. It could be whatever. Like, uh, you cannot change a hoe to a housewife. Like, whatever a hoe gonna be is what a hoe gonna be. And when I changed the type of bitches that, like, I, I realized that I was attracted to and that I wanted at the time, like, I got, I got me a good one. So at the end of the day, like I said, you as a man, uh, I had a tight for the longest time. I couldn't say no to Ratchet Pussy. Yeah. All right, so as a as a man, as a man, and you know, we we like I said, we're kind of navigating through this. Um, you know, when when is it when is it that when is it that you like the guy, I think it was um, Fresh and Fit podcast, and he was saying like, you know, conditional femininity. And he was like, what if men were masculine, like conditionally masculine? And when I when I saw it and I shared, I was like, okay, that makes sense. But then I started thinking about it. I'm like, I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. And I actually. I actually don't mind women doing the conditional femininity thing. And the reason being is because as, as a man, you should be a man at all times. And a woman, it, again, it says in the Bible, and it says, and like the, those, the person um, was saying on his podcast, like, were they together? Yeah, she probably was giving off masculine energy because of certain things. And she was like, like you're you're not that because you're not I don't, I'm not doing that because you're not a man. Here. And then 
when he he said he took a step back, evaluated his life, started handling certain things. And then his wife, as the years went on, got more submissive, more submissive, more submissive. And ultimately, you know, she's at, she's at the peak submissiveness. You know, of course, I don't know what that looks like in his marriage, but she, you know, they're blissful. They're completely blissful now. And, you know, it took them, they were married for 30 years or something like that. They've been married for 30 years. And like, they've gotten to that level. And it's just like, like, all right, a woman doesn't leave. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like if we're gonna give, if we're gonna do the gender role thing, a woman doesn't leave. So a woman shouldn't, to me, you should always, as a man, show that you're a man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't care because I am, I, you know, and I, I, I joke about this all the time. You know, uh, uh, like I always, I, I mess, mess around with the, with everybody, and they'll be like, "Oh, is this good?" I'm like, man, you know, this, this mad, all this masculine physique I got, like, you know, what I'm saying, like, I joke around like that, but it's like, yo, at all times I'm masculine, at all times I'm a man. Sometimes the Duchess will take a step back. She'll try to, you know, I guess um bring her her dominant side up. But it's like, no, I'm a man. I'm the man. You don't not saying like I put her in her place, but like it's like, no, like if any like this ship goes where I say it goes. So she pinch your ass, you still a man. <clears throat> I'm a man. And yo, she, yo, what? And, 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 and if she want to pinch, and she want to pinch the yams, she can pinch the yams because they her yams. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, what I'm saying like, no, I'm the man. It takes it, wherever we go, where I we go, where I steer us. We don't go where you steer us because so I'm me, the leader. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. This is it's on a serious note. No, go ahead. Are you so masculine that like? You can't like, I guess, break down with your brothers. No, no, I'm not like, and also I don't think that's that's lack of masculine energy. All you right. see what I'm saying? All right, okay. like, like as far as like like if I if I had to if I had to cry about something like I'm gonna call, you know, most likely zero, but like I'm I'm gonna call my brothers and be like, yo, like I'm I'm hurting, you know what I'm saying? So, but, so but it's just like I said, but when I'm thinking about a man. I'm just thinking about the leadership aspect of it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, not saying that you can't have, again, we have, there's peaks and there's valleys in life. Life is a roller coaster. There's gonna be times when you're down. And that's when your wife or your spouse or your, you know, your your lady is supposed to um, steady the ship. Not necessarily steer the ship, because as a man, you gotta get through that. But steady the ship, so that way, when it's time for me to take the helm back, we still in a good space. And I think there's a lot of women that don't want to do that. And you know, like like with Toby, he was saying like his wife was saying there was a lot of things she did for him financially and this that, and the other. Especially in the black community, we have gotten this 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 uh this thought process, especially in the women. I'm not taking care of a man. And they usually mean by that, like financially. But if a man is handling, and we've seen, we've even heard this on Kevin Samuels' podcast, on many radio shows and things of that nature, that a man is handling his business, 
he he takes a step back and the step back is longer than you felt like as a woman felt like it should have been and you leave him for somebody else but then all of a sudden your life is miserable and he that then he then now he instead of you studying the ship he got to steady that you abandoned ship he steadied the ship rived the ship kept the ship pushing got a new uh uh first mate on his ship and now you mad at him talking about what could i have done to get back you 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 should have done what you did what you were supposed to do as a woman since we want to do gender roles if a man's supposed to leave and a woman is supposed to support then support when the man needs support because there's no no there no man's an island they say that's a saying i don't know who the saying came from but that's a saying no man's an island so stop trying to stop trying to get on the island as far as a woman is concerned because if a man is if a man if a man did become an island if a man was an island he don't need he don't he don't need no residents on the island he got all the the foliage the, the the wildlife they all taking care of each other they don't need you to ruin that you know what i'm saying so it's just like but like i said i want to get into more of the man side of it just because there's a lot of men out here there's a lot of males out here who are who are waiting for women to 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 show them the way no i'm a man you're not showing i'm not saying you're not showing me anything but you're not showing me how to be a man I'm showing you what a man is. And you either come with me or you go to them little boys that you complain about all the time. And that's when I was single, I was single about four years. That's what I was doing to chicks. And a lot of them chicks that was that that was that I was talking to that ghosted me or whatever and things of that nature, it, uh, almost almost uh, up until the point where the where I announced that the Duchess was pregnant, they was hitting me up. Hey, what you doing? Hey, are you seeing anybody? Hey, like now, nah, like you, you, I spoke to you three years ago. Like my ship been gone. I ain't got no anchors on my ship. Any anchors, I cut them loose. Why? Because I'm a man. I'm not a child. When I was a child, I thought as a child. I spoke as a child. And then I became a man. And unfortunately, I was 16 years old when my only parent died. And I was 18 years old when I had my first child. I don't have time to be a boy. I never did. So if I, I know for a fact that I'm a man, there ain't, in, in, all, in all honesty, anybody who ever thought otherwise have all been proven wrong, all of them. And they mad because they still with little boys. Or they had to figure out over the last five, six, seven years that they was dealing with little boys and they had a man right in their corner. Because they was looking for a complete project except for building something with somebody and except for supporting certain things. But it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? But that that's like when you say handling your business as a man, I think you gotta be on your discipline. A disciplined man is somebody who handles their business. No, nobody cares about excuses. Nobody cares about explanation. Nobody cares about your if, ands, or buts. You gotta handle your business. That's why we were, me, me and the Duchess, I, we, I, well, I spoke about it last podcast. Yo, like as a as as black community, we need to, you know, start obtaining 
weapons to defend ourselves. And I was like, I'm not going to stop there. We need to go. We need to, all of us need to do self-defense. She's like, that's going to be expensive. Well, as a man, I got to figure out how to pay for it. If can't pay for it. That's my job. Not your job to figure that out. Your job is if I put the money in the account that it gets paid for. That's your support role. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go hunt. I'm gonna go after it because that's my job as a man. And I don't mind gender roles. I don't mind being a man. I don't mind doing the things that men supposed to do because I am a man. If I, if I if I was a little boy, I'd be like, oh, how can we? Uh, how can we? No. How I can ask for we. The Duchess Haitian. She know all about weeds. They say it all the time. But at the end of the day, it ain't it ain't her. And that's not her responsibility. It is my responsibility as a man to handle that. And like I said, we not the 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 Thomas family ain't gonna get caught lacking. That ain't gonna happen. Cause I just I just saw ten people, eleven people get murdered because they was getting because they got caught lacking. That ain't gonna happen on my watch. If somebody try to attack you, you know how to defend yourself. When I say I was over there looking at all the weapons, I'm like, yeah, I'm getting that one. How much is that? Okay, I'm getting that one. I'm getting that one. I'm getting that one. How much is this self-defense course? All right, I'm we gonna go look the lollipop gonna do that. Uh, 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 Link is gonna do this. The, uh, uh, the Duchess children gonna do this. Oh, the Duchess, what self-defense? Look, I, what self-defense thing you need? Because somebody, the, the Duchess is 5'2", 130 pounds. If somebody run up on her, she need to be able to, She, I know she's never had to do it in the 34 years she's been on this earth, but you never know because them 11 people that got murdered didn't know. We don't get, we, we as a black community can't get caught slipping out here no more. They ain't playing fair with us. I said that last week. But and do y'all have anything to add to that topic before I go into our final topic? No, sir. So the last thing I want to talk about, and Zero brought this up. And uh, no, I'm sorry. King Sean brought this up in a video that he has that he has listened to before we start the podcast. And they were talking about um how white people fear if black people take power. Was that Louis Farrakhan was talking about that? Sir. Okay, I thought he sounded familiar, but I couldn't. I didn't know. So, it, yeah. So, the Honorable Louis Farrakhan was was given was given words, you know, say as he always does, and he um he was saying like white people fear if we go into power that we're gonna do the same thing to them that they did to us. And I was what um excuse me, I was watching um. I was watching uh, Long Walk to Freedom, a Mandela movie. And Mandela was able to gain the power, to get rid of apartheid, and the black people in South Africa did not retaliate in the way that the white South Africans thought that they would. And they were they were murdering these South Africans for no reason. And here's a here's a crazy thing. I think they said that the South African people outnumbered the white people 15 to 1. 
it's not like America, like, because there was a lot of violence in South Africa at the time. The, the blacks outnumbers the whites. That's not the case in America. And, when, you know, and I'm not saying that blacks should start, you know, attacking people or whatever, but they were, they were a lot of the stuff they were like, yo, it's too violent. These black people are being too violent. That's why they allowed Mandela to come out of prison. You do outnumber the, the race in the world, though. Like, just not in America, but in the yeah, world. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Well, <laughs> outside of China, Asia, Africa is the biggest um, biggest population as far as just Africa. And then we include blacks all over the nation. You know, we're, we're right up there. We definitely outnumber the whites out all across the globe. You know what I'm saying? So it was just crazy, like, that... Um, he was like, you know, it's too violent, it's too violent. They let Mandela out to, to curb the violence. So then I was like, man, it's so funny because people keep saying that violence ain't the answer. But the apartheid didn't look for peace until the violence got too overwhelming. Not saying that we should do that here in America. Things are different. We don't have the numbers. And then a lot of black people lost their lives over that. So if you can handle it diplomatically, handle it diplomatically. But Martin Luther King said, riots happen when 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 the oppressors don't allow peace to be an option. I might have effed that whole quote up, but he pretty much said that. And we as black Americans, I'm not saying we need to get violent, but we need to be able to defend ourselves. But what do y'all think because Obama, Obama did become president, but that wasn't really black supremacy. I can't think of a nation where there's a dot where there, there is black at the hierarchy, a small white percentage or small white population, and they are just hostile and violent to those white people. And part of it might be just because a lot of, especially here in America, black people worship white people. But what do y'all think if this was the other way around? Would we be South Africa where we get power, we keep power, but we also give freedom? Or do you think we would be what America was in the 1700s to the 1980s. Let you go first, Zero. I think it'll be more so <clears throat> the um, the South African approach. Because um, because the fact that we that us as black people are fighting for fighting for equality, it's like I think I think that um, we wouldn't turn. That I don't think we would as uh, people do to do to white folks like what they did to us if it was the other way around yeah I just feel like there's more so um, the, as us as people 
I would say this be be more more so compassion than anything else, <clears throat> because you because um I wouldn't for me anyway I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to in a sense. put anybody put somebody through what it is that what it is that we went through as black folks because what because it doesn't really necessarily solve much of anything except we're just repeating we're just repeating exactly what it was that was done to us and that just keeps that just lets us that just makes us fall into we just fall into the same problem Uh, I don't think it'd be the same way if you know, we if it was like I can't even picture a black supremacy honestly like if I was to picture a black supremacy the first thing I would think of like dead ass like laughing me all you want to is I would think about Wakanda <laughs> like just Wakanda like I'm just being real especially if we start from the 1700s like I'm thinking about like where we are today in the 2022s. Like I'm thinking Wakanda, man. I'm thinking world peace. I'm thinking of, <clears throat> I'm thinking if anything, most of the world will be trying to buy tech. I, I feel like from black people, and and we would we would still be royalty. I feel like uh, we would have like many separation. allies. Yeah, I feel like we would have many allies. But then at the same time, I feel like we might have people still trying to. So trying to, trying to, uh, I guess, uh, what's the, what's the case? Uh, overrule, because what they say, wherever there's oppression, which I don't think there would really be oppression, there would, there would be resistance. It's the same wherever there's oppression, mm-hmm. there's resistance. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't think there would be oppression in the sense of like, uh, like how they oppress us. I think it would just be an oppression in, in, within the money game, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be the only thing. So when it comes to money. I uh I had said this before and I've said this many times before and I say uh there's no such thing as equality. I think that's where black people have gotten it messed up is we're looking for equal rights. But I don't think we should look for equal rights. I just think we should look for freedom. And it sounds strange because it's like shouldn't that be the same thing? And it's just like two different you know, things. Exactly. And and so, you know, it's funny because then I we just talked about that. Then we saw we were watching the Nelson Mandela movie and they were like, yo, we, we need to give blacks a share of the power. And Nelson Mandela was like, no, we just want to be free. And so see that a share of the power is equality. Yeah, I heard one time, I can't remember where I heard this said, but it was like white people have freedom, black people have liberty. White people have the freedom to do what they want. Black people have the liberty to do these things that's within the Constitution. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, and that's that's where that's where that's where the issue lies, and that's what. And so the Dutch was like, "Well, what does freedom look like?" And it was, I was like, "If if it's if it's not in the realm of illegal." Whatever the rules are for illegal, if it's not in the realm of illegal, 
stay out of the way. So, for example, like I said last week's podcast, two white men walking up, walking around with automatic weapons. Um, cops are, hey, 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 how's it going? Black people, hey, where are you going? And see we don't, that, even have, and we don't have a history of any of that nonsense. You see what I'm saying? So it's just like, it's just like, now you can't say that because there's things like drive-by shootings and things of that nature um, where guys are shooting up houses that ain't got nothing to do with nobody. So like, like there's that. But like, I, I understand where you're coming from though. Where it's like the mass shooting thing really isn't uh, a black people thing. <laughs> but it's just like, you know, seeing a seeing a white dude carrying a fire a firearm isn't intimidating. Seeing a black dude firing a firearm is intimidating, and it's just like, no, we're free. If we're free, it's not going to be intimidating. You're not going to question me about why I'm walking around with a gun. You're not going to attempt. You're not going to. You're not going to, Philando Castile me. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to do that to me if I'm free. You're gonna do that to me if I'm if I'm if I'm liberated. Like like King Sean said, like there's there's a there's a level of autonomy that free people have that black people don't necessarily have. You know, just same the the redlining thing that happened years, you know, decades ago. Um the 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 housing the housing appraisal thing that we that we've been exposed to recently where it when they when they had black when they got a black couple's pictures all over the house the value the appraiser would say it's worth x and then when they took down all the pictures and had the white and had the white neighbors go in there and do and, and do play the role like the house was theirs the all of a sudden the freaking value of the house would spike up fifty thousand dollars you know what i'm saying like that's that's a lack of freedom. And I think that um I, I agree with the both of you that I don't think that black people will do that to people. But when you've been so evil, when your people have been so evil to people for so long, why shouldn't we do the same thing to y'all as you've done to us? <laughs> Just because it's inhuman, you know. Not, again, it's, it, I'm I'm playing devil, the devil, near devil right now. It's not, not it's not a belief system I have. It's just, and I and I think that's where white people who have that fear think. Well, why should? Why wouldn't they? Why shouldn't they? Yeah. This is what we did to them. So why we deserve it if they ever did get power. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I got for this one. Um, I was just curious on your thoughts as far as what, what would black supremacy look like? I know that was a quicker, a little quick topic than, you know, the other two topics, but, um, just, just, just curious as from King Sean posting that 
it, it came to my head. I actually wasn't going to talk about it after watching that movie. That's like the third time I watched that movie too. But um, so I enjoyed the movie, A Long Walk to Freedom. Um, I enjoyed the movie. Huh? Streaming service. I don't remember. But I would. No, it was on. It was um, it was on TV. It was on cable. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, yeah, that's all I. <clears throat> I can't imagine no black supremacy though. <clears throat> yeah, like I said, the only the only nation, I mean a lot of Caribbean nations have um, you know, a dominant or the, the, the nation is predominantly black, ran by a black person, has white people there. You don't I'd never heard of a white refugee camp, you know, white ghettos in those countries and things of that nature. So I don't know. I don't know. But um well, that's all I got, fellas. Um, let's get some parting shots in. Zero. What you got for us? Folks who are working in customer service, if you bored, go to the break room and rip the runway inside there. Don't do that in public. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they'll do that in public and then act like you don't know how to do your job afterwards like that shit's still pissing me off it's like do better with folks you got to do better with your customer service because from I feel like from now on uniform or not you got to be told about how terrible your customer service is King Sean, what you got? Forty-one, forty-two, forty-three, forty-four, forty-five. <laughs> That's all I get. <laughs> I don't know why. That's so random. But I just get that. <laughs> Yo, that. The way the music landscape is going, he probably went triple platinum just doing that shit. He did. I'm sure he did. <coughs> I downloaded that shit. I know he did. <laughs> did he start from one? Huh? Did he start from one or he just started from 41? No, he started from one. No, you start from 21. I'm sorry, 21. So what you got, Lando? Stop letting these women run your stuff. I don't care that you was raised by a single man. I don't give a damn. Out, so was I. Be a man. Everything that you, every, hey, look, if your mom did handle both roles, everything, and she was a single woman, she was a single mother, everything she did, everything she did as a leader, as a leader of your household, you do that. You not having a man in your life ain't no excuse. Shut up and be a man. Mad soft out here. Facts. 
<laughs> but anyways, thanks to all those who listen to the Between Brothers podcast every Wednesday. Wherever you listen to podcasts, follow us. Aster Media, Aster.media, sorry. On Instagram, BTWM Bros Podcast. On Twitter, The Between Brothers Podcast. On uh, TikTok. And we also have the Aster Media YouTube channel that has podcast clips up there. For the King, King Sean. Yes, For the Chancellor. Zero. New hat alert, nigga. This is a Duke of Bananas Lando. And we'll see you next week. Sure about to enjoy this marble cake though. Niggas got new hats, new bowl speakers, no headphones and shit. Hey. Dang, I ain't got no new nothing. Hey. Nah, you know, you're newly doing a whole week of work. That's what's new. Hey. Yeah, that's a fun. That's a fun. You putting in hours now. <laughs> newly putting in hours. Yeah. <laughs>